Welcome to episode 31 of the Weekend Wire. This is uh, the first, no, the second playoff episode we're doing. Um, but the second round has officially started. JT's team got slapped around in all sorts of ways by Draymond Green hey. and co. Um, <laughs> I mean, I you guys did kind of get slapped around. It, was, it wasn't very pretty. I'm that kinda, was terrible. I'm going to talk about it. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, there's a lot of first-round stuff that we still need to go back and cover. Because that first round, some of those series got wild. Utah series, in particular, had a lot of controversial stuff go down at the end. Cleveland series just finished today. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't think it was that controversial, but, you know. The people have spoken. They are mad. Um, but, before we get to all of that, let's explain the situation that is going on with JT. In that, he is in New Orleans right now. So, you wonder, how are we getting him in this uh, podcast? Well, he's phoned in. What? Nothing. Oh, well, okay. It cut out anyways, so they won't even know what you said. Um, Regardless of that, he's phoning in. He's inside of his car in a sketchy neighborhood in New Orleans. He's hoping not to get mugged. If he does get mugged... The 30 listeners that will, like, possibly play, like, the first 10 minutes of this episode. Well, this isn't the first 10 minutes, is it? That's true. There you go. So he is here. Uh, He's going to be here through the entire hour, not just the first 10 minutes, thank God. Uh, Because otherwise, I'm talking to an empty room right now. Like, my parents aren't home, so my house is empty. Uh, Your parents aren't home? Why are you you not having a party? What the fuck? What? What party? My parents are having a party right now. They're like, they're enjoying food somewhere. And they left me to starve at home. I just got back from Dallas like two hours ago. I'm not having a great day right now. I'm tired. Uh, but we do have a lot to talk about. So we're going to try and get this over with before it's like 1130. And my parents still haven't come home. And I'm left to fend for myself in the wilderness that is my house. Uh, so, well... It's a tough life right now, being me. You know? I'm s- it is! I'm, like, I don't know what to do. I'm hungry. I just had coffee, but I need more. I need something solid inside me. Speaking oh, of... That's, what? That's what she said. What? That's what she said. I oh need my something God. solid inside of me. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, great. We're off to a flying start here with the jokes. Um... You're the one that has, like, girl things going on, so we're not going to get into it. About? Oh, there's so much going on with you. You're, like, juggling two <laughs> girls right now. It's like, oh, well, you know. <laughs> you are, you're in some sort of state. <laughs> Anyways, the Cavs beat the Pacers. 98 to 95, that is the top thing on your list right now, so I'm going to assume that this is what you want to talk about first. Yeah, um, this is game five. This is game uh, five. Is it uh, game five? Yeah, it was game five. Yeah, yeah, it was. I oh, didn't okay. put that on there. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, anyway, LeBron, the game was tied 95-95, and LeBron blocked Old Depot on a layup, and it could have been a goaltend. It was a goaltend. It was? Are you sure? I'm like 
two percent sure. Wow, that's an accurate number. Yeah, it's um, a very accurate number. Last two minutes report that it was a block. No, so it was goaltend. Uh, or no, they said it was a goaltend. Yeah. And LeBron, next possession, hit the three, buzzer beater, game winner. Legendary moment. Um, he has 44, 10, and 8 in the series. Mm-hmm. He's good for playoffs, 60 club. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Green was awful. He shot 0 for 8. Once again, he does that a lot. <laughs> yeah, their entire team does that a lot. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's ugly. Um, <laughs> oh, Depot shot 2 for 15, though. He had an awful game. That's, yeah. Yeah. He, he bounced back in game 6, but game 5 was bad, and, like, he was trending down. Like, he had a crazy good game 1. Bogdanovich kind of won them game 3. And then, like, games yeah. three and four, Oladipo was kind of bad. Um, he got bailed out by, by his teammates, something that LeBron has not had the luxury of getting because his teammates, for the most part, have been pretty awful. Um, game six kind of showed that. Uh, Love left with a concussion. The Pacers won by, what is that, 30? 34. 34, yeah, if we're doing our mental math quick. Right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 34. 121 to 87. LeBron had 22, 5, and 7. Um, everyone else had stats so bad that we couldn't even be bothered to put them in. Um, it's It was that kind of series. It's probably the worst team he's had in Cleveland since 2007, arguably. Um that's saying a lot. Yeah, that is saying a lot. Because that 2007 team, like, the second best player on that team, I guess, was Larry Hughes. He might not have even been on the team by then. Um, Ilzgowskis. Yeah. We're talking, like, what was it, Delonte West coming off the bench? Eric Snow starting? There were bad things going on back then. Um, this team is, is pretty close to that, though, right now. Because, like... We were talking about, like, Jose Calderon playing key minutes in Game 5. Like, that's at the state that we're at right now with this team. <laughs> it's it's not a good time to be a Cavs fan. Um, but, well, today was a good day. Today was a great day, actually, because the Cavs beat the Pacers at home in the first Game 7 ever to be played at Quicken Loans Arena. Uh, it's true, I think. Somebody went through and checked it. Because the last time Cleveland played a Game 7 at home, I think it was like the early 90s. And so they wouldn't have been playing. on Reddit? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I didn't check it out. I didn't check my sources. I'm sorry. But I, I trust them. Everyone else seemed to be in agreement on Reddit. So I'm going to assume that they are right. Um, but if, if right. that is true, that's crazy. Because, like, the Quicken Loans Arena has been around for a decent chunk of time, right? It's been at least around since the start of the uh, millennium. Might have even been before that. Millennium. <laughs> well, you know, throwing around some big words today. Um, but in any case, Game 7 at the Q, 105-101, the Cavs beat the Pacers. LeBron had 26-4-5 at half. 
I think he had like 17 points in the first quarter. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like 11 of 13 or something. Oh, yeah. No, he started off so hot. Um, and he didn't cool off. He ended the game with 45, 9, and 7. Um, he played the entire game until he cramped up in the early fourth. I thought he still played all 48 minutes. No, he played like 43. Well, yeah, that's still insane, though. 43 yeah. minutes. Um, and he needed to play 43 minutes because the Pacers were coming back there. I think uh, Bogdanovich, what, gave them the lead? Uh, it was like early fourth, late third, something like that. Yeah, they were up by one at some point. Yeah, but I think that's the only lead they had all game. Because um, the Cavs are, it looked like they were in control. I didn't watch much of the game at all because I was at a high school basketball tournament. Um, but I caught like snippets of it, and it seemed like the Cavs are in control. Or at least LeBron was in control. Um, and yeah, the Pacers just could not capitalize at the end of the game. And they just don't really have the kind of shot making that you need. Oladipo had like a opportunity to I think bring them to within one at the end. He missed a three. He didn't have a great game. Um, he he had thirty twelve and six, but I think he shot the ball pretty poorly at least in the first half. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean like you you need him to go match. Well, maybe not match what LeBron's doing, but at least get a little bit closer than he was able to get tonight. If you're gonna beat the Cavs in a game seven. In the first round. But, regardless of that, uh, the Pacers, I think, finished the series with a, like, net rating, like, net plus minus of, like, plus 40. It's something insane. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, you you pointed out in the little Google Doc, Cavs really should feel lucky. Because they weren't the better team. They had the better player. um, And... Yeah, I mean, it, this was more a case of LeBron's not going to lose in the first round than it was of uh, Cleveland playing uh, like they deserve to be talked about as a serious contender. Uh, although, right now in the East, I I don't know, man. They might squeak out of this East somehow, some way. Because there are a lot Philly. of teams. Philly's good, but they're young, man. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> they're they're going to beat them. They're going to beat them? Are you all in on Philly right now? Yeah. All right. Okay. How many? Well, okay. Well, we'll save it for when we actually talk about Philly. Um, but first, we're going to talk about probably what was, I-, I thought it was the most entertaining series of the first round. Is that fair That's to say? Bold. That is bold. I, Utah I, versus OKC. I don't know. I, I, I had a lot of fun watching first round. I don't know well, I think you might have been the only person that enjoyed watching that series. You and uh, all the people <laughs> no. in New Orleans. There's great <laughs> Some really good performances from uh, the all-star backcourt in Portland. <laughs> it just goes to show you, you have the best player in the series, you're going to win. That's true. That's been a theme. That's been a theme. Um... Because you could make a case that Utah had the best player in the series, Donovan Mitchell. Whoa, 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 oh my lord. We're talking about Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, and Russell Westbrook, and I'm still going to give player of the series to Donovan Mitchell. Um, he was, he was insane, man. 
Like, a rookie dropping the kind of numbers that he dropped in this series, that's just unheard of. I was I was impressed, um, but we'll, we'll go through this series one by one, or one game at a time. Thunder beat the Jazz in Game 4, and they slapped him around in Game 4. Um, Utah has a really good crowd. I really like them. Um, I'm excited to see them in the future, because it looks like Donovan Mitchell is going to get them back to the playoffs multiple times. Um, and they might have home court advantage next year, so we'll see a lot more of this Utah crowd. Mitt Romney was in the crowd, too. Um, yeah, he, <laughs> he uh, made fun of Westbrook after Westbrook picked up his fourth foul. He was, like, motioning, like, he had, like, four fingers raised, uh, and he was kind of motioning towards Westbrook as he left the game. Uh, Westbrook had a... What, what was that? No, I was just going to say that Westbrook had a bunch of, like, fan interactions uh, throughout the series. Oh, yeah. Westbrook lost his mind. He was flying <laughs> around trying to trying to shut down Rubio, and oh, God. He, was, he was guarding Rubio too tightly and, like, over-rotating and doing all this stuff, so mm-hmm. it really made their defense worse than it should have been. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I mean, Westbrook on defense, man, that's something that people have been saying for a while. Um, and it, it's, it's showing up like you can't win a playoff series against a good team in the West, unless you have all five guys playing good defense. Um, and if you have one guy that on one game decides to leave his guy open for shots and the next game is over rotating, you're going to have problems. Um, and yeah, I mean, Westbrook was, this might be one of the more disappointing series that he's ever played. Um, Especially, like, yeah. since KD left, like, this is probably the most winnable thing he's had. Um, uh, upstart Utah team has a star, has good supporting players, but really shouldn't be beating a team with Paul George and uh, Westbrook. Um, and, yeah, like, he just failed to convert. Um, he had 23-14-2 in the Game 4 win. Game 5, though, uh, was... Well, no, Game 5 he played really well as well because the Thunder beat the Jazz 170-99. This was the game that he probably should have been suspended for um, for coming off the bench. Well, I say coming off the bench. He came out of the scores table. Um, I don't... That was a weird play, I guess, overall because, like, some people are like, oh, he got subbed in, like, the referees waved him on. Other people said that he hadn't been waved on yet. I went back and watched the video. I didn't think he was motion to call. Or he wasn't motion onto the court. Yeah, like, it, it's kind of a iffy play. Um, McCollum got banned for the same thing, or a similar thing, I'll say, uh, for the first game of the regular season. Didn't matter because Portland slapped us around. Uh, us, as in Phoenix. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was kind of a weird thing because the NBA fined him. I think it was 10K. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that was like the weirdest part of it to me was that like they acknowledged that he did something wrong. But like if he did do something wrong, then that technically is supposed to have like an automatic one game suspension. Uh, especially like because he confronted Gobert. Um, but anyways, regardless of that, he had a great game five. 
Uh, let me see. Where do you have? 45, 15, and 7? Yes. Yeah, that was his. PG had 34, 8, and 2. He also had a great game. Those two basically just carried them in game 5. I didn't watch it. Did you watch this? Yeah, I watched it. I want to talk about it. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so... Game 5. Uh, Thunder come out cold. Jay Crowder is killing them. He had 15 in the first quarter. Um, okay, see you. Looks like they were just going to quit on their home floor in an elimination game. Wow. And then they're down 25 in the third quarter. Um, started quitting offensively. It just came back. They closed the gap. Within the third quarter, they tied the game before the fourth, and they were down 25 before. Um, Russ had 20 in the third quarter and was, you know, exhausted as he often does, willing OKC back into the game. Um, the Thunder ended the third quarter on a 32-7 to run. Wow. So, it was, this was one of the craziest games I've ever watched. Uh-huh. Um, Westbrook was completely unstoppable in the second half because um, what he would do is he'd get a pick from Adams and then just come around the screen hard and pull up for a jumper uh-huh. like he does. And no one, no one does that quicker than him. Yeah. And when he hits those, he's almost impossible to guard. He was, he hit probably ten of those in the second half. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Um, Westbrook by himself outscored the Jazz 33 to 28 over the last 20 minutes of this game. Um, this is the largest comeback in Thunder history. Uh, Russ became one of only three players to have a game with 45 plus, 15 plus, and 5 plus. Other than Wilt, all the way back in 1964, <laughs> and LeBron in 2012 Game Six in Boston. That's crazy. Um, Begs the question, which moment was better, LeBron, block, and game winner, or the comeback? Uh, oh, man. I mean, I, I, I'm biased just because I watched that Indiana game, and so I'm probably going to have to give it to the LeBron block and shot just because, like, that was... It's like, it, once... It was, it was one of those moments where once he got the block and you saw him, like, get the inbounds pass and he put it up, like, it, immediately I'm just like, that shot's in. There's no way LeBron James is going to miss that shot. And so, to me, that was just, like, that was the defining moment of the first round to me. But... I, I think so, too. I, I would definitely say that. Yeah, but, I mean, if the Thunder came back and won this series, then I would say, yeah, probably the Thunder comeback is um, the biggest moment of the first round just because that completely changed the tide of the entire series. Um, or would have changed the tide of the entire series. Um, unfortunately, it was not to be because the Jazz uh, closed out the Thunder 96-91 to in Game 6. Back in Utah, uh, Rubio injured his hamstring in the first. Uh, he was out for the rest of the game. I think he missed uh, Utah's first game tonight against Houston as well. I'm not sure yeah, about that. 
He did? Okay. You so, have to go out for 10 days or something. It's not good. Yeah, that's that's really bad. Cause, he probably won't be back for like game four, game five. Yeah, and they they could use him. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, but in any case, that going down, uh, I think it, it even kind of put them in doubt for whether they'd close out this game. Uh, but Mello, Russ, and Paul George had a combined 25 at half. Uh, the game was tied at 41. Mitchell had 22 in the third quarter. 22 points in the third quarter. And on the other side, Russ had 20. That's that's crazy to me. I didn't watch the third quarter of this game, but that's like those two stats are just crazy. This game was... I don't want to... This might have been the best game of the playoffs. So, so far? far? I, this might have been the best game of the playoffs so far. I wouldn't doubt it, dude. Because I like... I loved watching the Boston Milwaukee game one, but it was a game one. This was like game six. OKC is playing for their lives, and probably to keep Paul George in OKC. Yeah, um, it, was, it was crazy. Yeah, and they like down the stretch. Uh, you you're saying Royce O'Neal outplayed Paul George. You like texted me that too, right? On like the whole uh, game. Yeah, the whole game. Yes, That's just crazy. Had five points this game. Paul George had five points? Yes. Oh, I thought he was just shooting it awful. He went like two for 14 or something like that, right? Well, his shooting was awful. That's why I played him. <laughs> that is... That's sad, yeah. man. Jesus Christ. Paul George not showing up in an elimination game. That's not good. Um, but yeah, I mean, Westbrook was shooting the Thunder in and out of the game. Because... Uh, Towards the end, like, we'll, we'll get to the last possession here. I think that's the next thing, yeah. So they, they got five offensive rebounds. They had, like, they were open looks, too. Like, some of those looks, I think Westbrook had a couple oh, yeah. open looks that he missed. Westbrook had, like, shot, like, three of them. Yeah. Um, he couldn't knock down any of them. I think one was an air ball. Um, yeah. Paul George had a look. I think Mello might have had a look, I want to say. And that was kind of dumb. Um, but yeah, like they just missed everything. They could not knock down a three to tie this game up. Um, and then finally, Paul George had the final three where he... This was out of a timeout too, I think. It was either off a timeout or they like stopped to review the call. And so like Billy Donovan had yeah, time. They, they thought it was out of bounds. Yeah. And then they, they reversed it. Yeah, and so, like, Donovan had time to draw up a play, and their play was give it to Paul George, and, like, I, it was kind of, it was essentially an ISO, and he yeah. got Gobert to jump, and instead of just taking the three, which I, I guess, like, at that point, your confidence is shot because he just missed five shots, um... But he, like, leans into Gobert, and the reason I didn't think it was a foul is just because Gobert was, A, pretty far away from George, so it's not like he would have gotten to him when he was landing. And yeah, like, he's jumping forward. Yeah, forward. like, he's jumping forward. He's also jumping slightly to the side. I think that's the official reason the NBA called, uh, said that it, wasn't a, it was a good no call. Um, and, it like, it's... 
at the end of the game, in a situation like that, chances you get a call like that are very slim. So I didn't love the play by Paul George. He doesn't get the call. Uh, three falls way short because, I mean, he gets hit um, by Gobert on the way up. And then they can't foul. Like, they don't foul for a good solid, like, I think it was eight seconds. DC actually tried to draw foul, the three-point foul twice and didn't get it either time. Yeah. Like, it's, it was a messy, messy end. And it was just kind of stupid on the part of OKC. Um, but, yeah, like, they, they just could not get a shot to go. Um, and I guess, uh, Mitchell was the one that eventually got fouled on the other end, right? Yeah, they couldn't foul for about 20 seconds. Yeah. Crazy. And so Mitchell ended up getting fouled. He sealed the game up. Utah crowd was going nuts at this point. Um, Russ finished the game with 46, 10, and 5. The most insane stat from this game, from his night, was the fact that he shot 43 shots. Like, this guy almost shot as many shots as he had points. That's oh, yeah. that's insane. Um, and he's playing on a team with another all-star. But he had to. He had to. That's true. That's true. Because Paul George was not... He, like, could not make a bucket. Um, can't trust Melo. Yeah, he definitely can't trust Melo. Oh, God. Um, but, yeah, like, Paul George had 5-3-8. and eight on 2 for 16 shooting Mello had 7 uh, but on the other side Donovan Mitchell again I still think he was probably the best player of the series Westbrook had a couple insane games but uh, like overall yeah Mitchell like won this series for Utah he had 38 most by a rookie in a playoff game in 31 years uh, who was the last one uh, Magic I, it, it's not Magic because it's not. Magic, was, Magic was a rookie in 1980. Oh, so that would have been more than 30 years. And it's not it's not Jordan either. Yeah, it's definitely not Jordan. So I don't know who it is. I, I really, is I like tried thinking about I didn't look it up. I tried thinking about it. Uh-huh. I think it might be like Hakeem. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let me see this. Rookie records. Most points in a playoff game. I don't even know if I can find this right now. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to find this quick enough. Check um, if we're still recording while you're at it. Check what? Check GarageBand if we're still recording. Oh yeah, we are. I- I've been like constantly checking it. Okay, good. Yeah, we, we are uh, paranoid right now because we had an episode. I-, I don't even know if we mentioned this. Did we mention this in the last uh, we podcast? Did. We, did. we did. Okay, yeah. So we've been paranoid ever since our recording got lost. Um, so that's why I am constantly checking. And I have GarageBand open on the side. Um, beside the little list of topics we have. But in any case, I can't find who had the most points by rookie before this. We're going to guess that it is um, Hakeem. Because the timeline seems to fit. And... Yeah. That's probably the best guess because I can't imagine another rookie that had a bunch of points 31 years ago. Um, with that said, Westbrook didn't choke in this series. Um, like in the two elimination games they played, he showed out. Like he was 
he was balling his heart out. Because he got them the win in Game 5. And the K-Man PG, I guess, got them the win in Game 5. Game 6, he was the only person that really showed up on offense. And you can say what you will about his defense. And obviously, like, you know, he did have his shortcomings on the defensive end. He didn't let them down offensively. Like, they, he had the little suspension scare, and he came back, and he tore it up. You know, he had 40-plus games, lost two games of this series. Paul George was disappointing. Um, and that's something that I think throughout the course of the season that has come up. His defensive play has been pretty stellar throughout. But offensively, he's just been really inconsistent. And for the part of Melo... They're paying him $27 million to do nothing and refuse to come off the bench. Yeah, his comments on Twitter, like the Twitter quotes I've been seeing from him are like, the Thunder didn't help me play well in their system and stuff. It's like, no, you, you just can't make a shot anymore. Yeah, like it's, there is no system that will fit him. Like, I, I, I don't know what kind of system he'd want to play in that could play to his strengths because he really doesn't, have any strengths that are useful for a team to have right now. I know. Um, and, and, and let's not pretend like OKC has a system either. It, it's Westbrook or bust. Yeah, it really is. Um, he's, like, Westbrook is... Westbrook is the most dependable guy on that team, and that should make you worried about that team. Because <laughs> that's not... It's not a good place to be right now. Um, I will say after the game, he had an altercation with a fan. Um, that was, it was a weird incident overall because he said like the fans were yelling something about his family or something like that. And so, whatever. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I mean, it's a playoff series. You're in Utah. What do you expect? Um, you got to man up. You just got to get out of there. Let security escort you out. End of story. Um, Bad on the part of the fans, bad on the part of Westbrook. Either way, that series is done. I don't think it's going to be remembered, so it's not as big of a deal uh, as it could have been. But now we get to the Rocket series, um, and this was... This got ugly towards the end, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Do you well, want... it looked like they had a chance. They played really well in game one, they won game three, but... Yeah. Rocket killed the Wolves in game four. Um, Harden had 22 in the third quarter of Game Four. Jesus. Uh, it was the franchise record for points in the quarter by both a player and the team because they scored 50 points in that quarter. <laughs> Can you imagine scoring 50 points in a quarter? They won the quarter 50 to 20. Oh my God. Towns had 22 and 15. GB3 25-66. Rose 17. Six four. Rose has like kind of been the best player in the series. For Minnesota, yeah. It's like I'm not even kidding. Like, like, he's... I don't even know how it's possible for me to say that, but <laughs> it's true. He's the only player on Minnesota that showed up every single game. Yeah. And you don't want that. They have like fifteen, and that's better than any of the other guys today. Mm-hmm. Because the Rockets beat the Wolves one twenty two, one oh four, game five. Towns had a good game in this one. He had 23-14-4. Yeah. But Butler, Wiggins, T. 
shot a 15, shot 15 for 38. Fine. Harden had 25, I mean, 24, 5, 12. Capella had 26 and 15. Capella outplayed uh, Towns. Like, in the... Oh, yeah. In the bits Easily. and pieces I saw. It's bad. Yeah. That, like, Towns is supposed to... Like, at least on the offensive end, you expect him to, you know... He should be a guy you can feed in the post, and he should be able to score, but... Um, I mean, like, he, he didn't demand the ball enough. I've heard that. Um, even when he did get the ball in the post, like, I, I saw him for a few possessions, and, like, Capello was all over him. Like, he could not shake him. And, like, you, you gotta expect better for a guy that you're saying is an all-star in the West as a big. You know? Yeah. Jimmy Butler was also terrible in this series. Mm-hmm. Wiggins was terrible, too. We kind of expect that now because he's just bad. <laughs> yeah. He's not on a good. max contract, though. It's ridiculous how bad he is. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... It's disappointing, too, because... That was... That could have been a real good big three. Yeah, it's basically a big three because... The rest of that team is like Teague. Um, they have no bench either. Yeah, their bench is Derrick Rose, Tyus Jones. Um, that that's about it coming off the bench, I guess. That can like meaningfully contribute on a day to day basis. Uh, I think Rose was on a one year contract anyway, so he might be gone. Who knows where he'll end up. Um. Outside of that, like, the core of that team, I guess, is kind of locked up because Butler is locked up for a few years, I think. Cat. Cat um, might be the only question mark because Wiggins is locked up. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, Teague is kind of replaceable. A uh, guy like uh, Jang is replaceable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they need to... Maybe they need a new coach. Maybe they need better management to actually get them a bench if they want to make a deep playoff run. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of question marks going forward with this Minnesota team because I think everyone would agree that they really underperform for where they're expected to be this season. Anyways. Hot, what's up? I have a hot take about this series. Okay. Wait, wait, which one? I, the the Minnesota. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that it would have been better for the attitude of Wolves fans if they would have lost to the Nuggets in the um, play-in game mm-hmm. and not played the series at all. Mm-hmm. Because with how bad Cat Butler... And Wiggins played. I would not be hopeful. Yeah. And I know the Rockets are the one seed. But I mean, but that's that's the team you got to beat if you want to get to where you want to be. It's not. Yeah. You, like it's, it's their players didn't play well. Uh huh. And the one game they won was a weird anomaly. Yeah. Otherwise, they got smacked. Like, it's not... And I don't know. It, it was just surprising to me, because after game one, 
I think a lot of people gave them a decent chance to at least push the Rockets to like maybe six because they hung around. It was close. Jimmy Butler played well, I think, in game one. Um, yeah, he actually did play pretty good in game one. Yeah, and like Cat was kind of the problem in the sense that he A, didn't get the ball enough, and B, like even when he did get the ball, he wasn't doing much with it. Um, but you know, Cat kind of turned things around towards the end of the series and the other guys kind of dropped off. And you need you need at least Butler and Cat to show up every single game. And the problem is now, you know, Cat and Wiggins, yeah, like you can say like they still got time. Wiggins, I think it's about time to give up. Like how many years are you going to give a guy to say that oh, he's going to develop? Cat needs to like take that next step this like he should have been taking the next step this season um but like if he if he's not a top 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 center in the league next year like that's he's under he's not filling out his potential um and jimmy butler's not getting younger he's yeah like we yeah. i'm not saying he's old by any means but he's not he doesn't have the same window that some of these other guys have on the team um, and so, it, like, if this is the core that you want to build around, and it seems like that that's what they want to do right now, because you brought in Jimmy Butler to win now, you didn't bring in Jimmy Butler to win, you know, five years from now. So, they need to figure out something, I don't know what they could possibly do in the offseason either, because I don't think their cap situation is that great, Minnesota's not the most appealing place for a free agent to want to go. Um, and Thibs might not be the coach that can attract a big name free agent either. So with all those things going on, uh, like I think you might be right in that if they had lost to Denver, then at least it would have been more of a wake up call than now you lose to Houston and you can start making excuses like, oh well, you know they're the best team in the league. So yeah, it's a problem. Moving on from that series, uh, we'll stay with the Rockets. Because uh, game one of the Rockets Jazz series just happened today, earlier today. Uh, and yeah, the Rockets, pretty, I guess as expected, uh, destroyed the Jazz at home, 110 to 96. And you, you say that it's a bigger blowout than the score showed. I didn't watch the game. Harden had 41, 8, and 7. Do you want to talk about this? Uh, I didn't watch it either, but I just noticed that they were up by. 25 most of the game. Uh-huh. So, that's it. Harden had an amazing game. CP3 was, like, controlling the pace, which always works for them. So uh-huh. Yeah, and I mean... There's not much to say. Mm-hmm. don't have Rubio, but they're going to get slaughtered. Yeah. I, I, like, Rubio coming back doesn't swing the series. I, I think they might win a game in Utah, uh, but... Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a gentleman sweep, probably. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now we get to, um, I guess, the other really interesting series out east uh, that also went seven games, the Bucks and the Celtics. So the Celtics beat the Bucks in game five, uh, 92-87. Marcus Smart came back in this game, and he has been playing amazing these last three games of the series. Like, especially defensively, he has been locking down whoever he's un- he's been on. Hustle plays, 
were all the difference in game five for mm-hmm. him. Uh, I didn't watch uh, the game. I don't know if you did. I watched the end of game five. I didn't watch any of game six, which the Celtics lost by 11. I um, think that, that one was, like, the Celtics were losing by quite a bit, I think. Um, so that one might be a little bit closer than the score indicated as well. Um, but yeah, that, that was like one of those things. Like the Bucks weren't going to lose at home. Um, I think yeah. pretty much everyone expected the series to go back to Boston for Game 7. Game 7 was a bit of a letdown, I guess. Um, the final score, at least. The halftime score, uh, you don't have it, but I, I think it was like tied at 50-something, maybe? Yeah, I think it was like 52 all or something. Yeah, and like it was, it was a close game. I was... Uh, I, I knew I was going to miss the end of it, and I was kind of like a little bit pissed because I thought it was going to be a really good end. Um, but, yeah, I think the fourth quarter, and I think even in the third quarter, the Celtics started pulling away, um, and they ended up winning 112 to, what is that, 96? Yep. So that was not great, especially because Jalen Brown was ruled out of the game, or out for the game uh, in the first quarter. Scary Terry Rozier had 26, 6, and 9. Horford. He was. Rozier was. Some of the moves that he does, like, uh-huh. I don't think any other player does some of the stuff he does. The ball really? Crazy. I, yeah. I, I need to watch more of him, man. Well, I have. That's the highlight of game 7 for him. It's, okay. It's like, like his, his move, like, the little nuance. Dribbles that he does, uh-huh. you don't see it from anyone else. It's really cool. Huh, okay. Yeah, I need to go back and watch the highlights of this game. Because I, I saw it was a blowout, so I was like, all right, yeah, like, screw this. I'm not really watching this. Like, uh, Celtics kind of dominated them. Um, Horford, I, I got to give it up to Horford, man. Like, we, we didn't think he was going to be a difference maker in this series. He stepped up. Um, game one, he was the difference to me. Um, him and Rozier, again, were the difference. Rozier were the difference. Um, and then on the other side, I mean, Giannis, 22-9-5, it's good. Um, I think they need more from him, especially in a game seven uh, going forward. But again, like this Milwaukee team's really young. I wouldn't judge this Milwaukee team for what it is right now. Uh, unlike Minnesota, they really do have a core in place that like going forward can evolve. Um, they also didn't have... They basically didn't have a coach uh, this year. Yeah. Um, Joe the Prunty. The difference in the series was the whole was the difference in the series. Yeah. It's like you, you need coaching when you're going up against Boston because Brad Stevens, um, he he's done a remarkable job with that Boston team, and he is continuing to show why he's uh, probably pretty easily a top three, if not top two, coach in the NBA right now, um, and. He's probably arguably the best coach left in the playoffs at this point, uh, depending on how you rate Steve Kerr. Uh, oh, he's better than Kerr. Yeah, I, I think he's better than Kerr. Um, I think Golden State diehards will probably still say Kerr's really good, but it's like, well, I mean, like if I was given Curry, Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, I would probably do pretty well as the coach of the Golden State Warriors too. Oh, yeah, I have a few things to say about that too. Okay, well, we'll get to the Warriors in a little bit. <laughs> Um, now, one thing I did want to touch on with this series was Middleton, because he was really good the entire way through. He's great. 
Yeah, I mean, he, he had 32 in the final game. Uh, I think he averaged 24 for the series. He was probably the most consistent scoring option Milwaukee had all series. Yeah, that... he hit some tough, contested clutch shots all mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. I liked him a lot because I was worried about him because he's been a little bit, he's shown that he's a little bit inconsistent in the regular season. But come playoff time, man, this guy, this guy can ball. I like him. So it's it's gonna be fun watching them next few years at least. Um, hopefully they get a good coach. Uh, I don't, did you see the Game of Zones episode? Yeah, I didn't see it. No. Okay, that was so funny because like they had this like one line where it was like um, like Giannis is talking to Jason Kidd and he's like, uh, Jason Kidd's like you're a good kid to Giannis and Giannis is like no you're a good kid and it's like the oh, funniest thing. <laughs> it was so stupid. But it was so funny. Um, but yeah, no, I'm hoping somebody, somebody good coaches that team next year. I think Mike Budenholzer was the name getting floated around. Um, yeah, that could be fun. So that could be a Milwaukee top four seed next year, maybe depending on how the East shakes out, who knows what the East is going to look like next year. Um, but yeah, that, that, they could be a. They could have home court advantage next year, and they might make it a couple rounds deep. Next on the list is... Um, right, do, do you want to talk about this? Giannis was not able to beat a team without its two best players? Yeah, just for a second. Um, yeah. I, their coaching is horrible, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like he didn't take over as much as he should have. I would agree with that. In game seven. In game seven. I, I don't know. Having 22 points, like... You, you need more. They're throwing a lot of people at him, but I think he should have had at least 30, 35. Yeah. I mean, like, if Middleton's dropping 32, you need, like, Giannis should be dropping at least that. Yeah. Um, And, again, like, it comes back to, like, I, I just didn't see enough of his jump shot this postseason, you know? Um, and he hit some shots. Um, it's not like he's completely incapable, but like he, he needs something reliable that's not just driving into the rim and using his brute force. Cause if that's what he's relying on, um, he, he can't count on him in a game seven against a good coach. Cause they're going to shut that down. So, I mean... I still think that he's, you know, developing, and so I'll give him a pass for not being able to beat Boston this, you know, season. Uh, but I think next season might be more of like a make-or-break kind of year on how we view him going forward. Um, yeah. But I know, like, pe- people were still pretty high on him. Like, I, I know your your guy, Bill Simmons, was kind of – Hyping him up, he's like, oh, he's guaranteed to win like an MVP in the next five years, some of that. Oh yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. I. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, ne- next five years, I don't know, cause <laughs> they got there's a lot of really good players in the league right now. It's um, never been more talent. The talent pool has never been better than it is right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just there. The amount of guys that can win an MVP in the next five years. Is like this kind of list I don't think we've ever had in the NBA. 
And I mean, like these, these are like legitimate, like superstar, like oh, they're gonna drop like thirty and eleven kind of guys for MVP. Um, so it's I mean Harden, Westbrook, Curry, Curry's surely got a couple MVPs still left in him. Durant's probably still yeah. got a couple too somewhere. Harden, Westbrook, Curry, Durant, LeBron, yeah. Davis, Boogie. Oh my Curry. lord, the list doesn't stop. It's ridiculous. Um, boogie. Not boogie. Maybe not. <laughs> we'll see how that goes next year. Um, but now we go to Toronto. Uh, we go up north to talk about the Raptors game five and game six. Uh, this one had a lot of a lot of trash talking and a, not a lot of play to back that trash talk up. Um, is how I'm going to put this series, which seems to be a theme for Washington throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what they are. That's, yeah. As sad and as it is. Even after, even after uh, game six, Morris was like, we're the better team. It's like, no, no you're no, not. You're not. <laughs> like, how, how do you say that? Like, uh, based on what? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's really stupid to me. Like, yeah. It's they're always like that. They're wizards are pretty bitter. Yeah, um, they are. And and Wall's like, oh, we need a more athletic big and stuff. I mean like it's it's true they do. But like you still didn't play like Beal didn't have a great series. If Beal shows up for the first couple games, this might be a completely different series. Um yeah. you know if and, Yeah, they're kind of in a bind. This, like, you talk about teams and mediocrity. Washington is probably, like, peak mediocre. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I'll put, like, Washington and maybe Portland from the West um, as, like, two teams that struggling with a little bit of cap space and... You're really not going any further than the second round if you even get there. And neither of those two teams made the second round this year. So, I don't know. This Washington team is struggling right now. Um, They lost 108 to 98 in game five. That one was kind of close. Well, both these games were pretty close. 102-92 in game six. Um, But, yeah, I mean, DeRozan, Larry... Rosen had 32-5-2 in Game 5. Lowry had 24-6-6 in Game 6. Playoff Lowry. He's uh, showing up today. Or, not today, this year, I should say. He's, uh, yeah, it's kind of Yeah, he's, he's efficient. He's a real good shooter right now. And uh, he's put, like he's not putting up like crazy numbers. It's not like Harden or like Chris Paul kind of numbers. But, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Because they only need, like, if they get 20 from both those guys, that's a win. Yeah, I guess it is. How good of a bench they have. Mm-hmm. And, like, against Cleveland, they don't even need him to, like, go off. It's like, okay, LeBron gets 45. Like, my, our bench is going to drop, like, 50. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, I don't know. This, this Toronto team, man, it's... The the Cavs series, th- this is like the franchise-defining moment for Toronto, I think. Can they finally... Wow. 
It might be. It might be. They're, yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah, because this, like, this is the year. If all the years that they have existed. Oh, yeah, this is definitely this is the, the best year. chance they're, they've had and they're yeah. probably ever going to have. Yeah, because if, if you cannot get to the finals this year, I I don't see what more you could possibly need. Unless you, not like, bring LeBron. How about beating LeBron? Yeah. Like, at least, at the very least, they should be able to beat this Cavs team. Because this is the most beatable Cavs team. Most beatable LeBron team of the last decade. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there, there really are... There are no excuses for Toronto not beating Cleveland this year. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I think that series kicks off when... Two nights from now? Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday. Because uh, Cleveland just finished up their series uh, today, this morning. So, uh, yeah, we're, we officially know what's going on in the second round now. That's exciting. Some second round games have already been played, so that's also exciting. Uh, Warriors, well, okay, here we go. We're talking about the Warriors finally. So you get to do your little Steve Kerr bit. Um, they beat the Spurs 99-91 in Game 5. I was wrong. They did not want to hold out. They showed no mercy. And, uh, Draymond... They don't, they don't need to hold out, apparently. Yeah, they really don't, man. They are... God. They are on another level. Um, Draymond had 17-19-7. and seven. Like, how, about that, how about that for a stat line? 17-19-7. That's like some Bill Walton shit. Yeah, that's insane. Oh, my God. Draymond, Draymond's stat lines are just fun. Because, like, he comes up with new ways to miss out on triple-doubles every time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you have? Like, the 5-20-15 game or whatever? Like, it, it, uh, he had a... He had a triple-double with Steele last year. Yeah. It's, it's like, insane stuff. I think, you know what? I think it was with, was it, am I crazy, or was it with Steele's and blocks, and, like, not, uh, was he, it with Steele's blocks and points? He could have had a quadruple-double, but he missed out on it with points, I think. I'm pretty wow. sure. Yeah. That, that's just the kind yeah. of player that he is. Um, and, like, for all the talk about, like, oh, man, the Warriors are screwed if, like, Draymond doesn't show up and, like, shoot the ball well, it doesn't matter. Like, he just does so many other things so well that it doesn't matter if he's shooting great. Because you know Clay and Durant are going to step it up. And then, like, Steph's coming back game two against the Pelicans? That is going to be a bloodbath. Take the over. Warriors are going to cover. Yeah, like, whatever it is, take the over. I think it's 11. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's not. That's, that, that's insane. Anyway, let me talk about game one. All right, go for it. You watch this. Okay. I don't know why you did. I am in the great city of New Orleans. There you go. And I'm watching this game last night with the grandparents, one of whom is a Pelican season ticket holder, and I might be back for game four, actually. I Ooh. might come back. Okay. 
on Sunday. Take me so with you. A week from today. Um, probably not though. Uh, mm. anyway, we lost by twenty-two. The Warriors started. This is our starting lineup in order of position. Um, Iguodala, Nick Young, Clay Thompson, Durant, and Draymond. Draymond. That's so um, small. Curry did not play. That's a weird starting lineup anyway. Yeah. Starting Nick Young, but it, it didn't matter. So Curry didn't play. Um, first quarter, we were fine. We only we only were down one at the end, and like we were kind of like we were totally staying with them. Um, Miritich was guarding KD, so that was awful. <laughs> Uh, Katie had 12 in the first quarter. Rondo, for us, was creating everything offensively. And when he stepped out, um, the look started getting harder and harder. Um, the Drew Holiday pick and roll was kind of giving him some trouble. So that's something that we can do in game two more, hopefully. Because you know Rondo looked at like hours and hours and hours of film. Oh, yeah. I think he watched more film than any other player. I don't know how they like decide that, but they said they said that on TNT mm-hmm. last night. Um, he studies the game, man. He's smart. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. He's basically he's basically our coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Warriors second quarter was terrible for us. Depressing. It was deflating. Um. <laughs> It was just one of those quarters for them. How many D-E words can you come up with? What? How many D-E words can you come up with? Deflating? Destroyed? Deflating, depressing, disgusting. Desolate? Desolate, death. Oh, God. We were in a debt in terms of, in terms of point. Oof. Doubt. Um, okay, whatever. I'm going to stop. Uh, <laughs> Warriors went on a 9-0 run in the second quarter, and then we scored, and then we scored like one. And then they went on another 13-0 run in the second. Opened up a 21-point lead. They went on a 24-2 run. 24-2! <laughs> oh, God. Like, how is that even possible? <laughs> They led uh, 76-55 at the half. Darius Miller even made a full-court shot at the buzzer. Dude, and they were still up by 21. That is your offense uh, right there. Just run that play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Our, it wasn't... Like, our offense was kind of good. Like, it was just their deep... Their, their offense is incredible. Yeah. They're just the screen, and they run... They do the little misdirection stuff with Clay and... Yeah. Uh, Warriors shot 21 free throws in the first half. Pelicans shot four. <laughs> wow. It was bad. Is that like... All of our foul trouble, too. All of our guards. Was that the refs being bad, or was that just you guys, like, cannot defend them? It's a mix. It wasn't that... It wasn't that, like... To me, like, the fouls that they were calling against us were fair. Mm-hmm. We just were getting hacked and not getting any calls. I got you. Okay. And also, yeah, we get we get beat 
I'm a little misdirection that we have to foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Warriors just turned it on. It was it was insane to watch the lead blow up like that. Uh, they started doubling Davis, and it was hard to figure out because they were they were just being very physical with Anthony Davis, just mm-hmm. bumping him, Draymond, Kevon Looney, all the big guys that they have. Uh, Draymond did half 12, 10, and 8. Crazy. Davis wow. only had 12. I mean, I say only, but, you know. Yeah. It wasn't enough. KD had 18. More of the same in the third from the Warriors. Uh, they were up 103 to 74 going into the fourth. Well, I mean, you guys also got a buzzer beater at the end of the third. So it should have oh, been. Yeah. yeah. It really should have been a 31 point lead. Let's go. I watched the whole game to the bitter end. <laughs> Why? Because, I don't know. Whatever. That's depressing, dude. For this content. Davis had 21 and 10. Uh, first quarter, he was dominant. He was starting out hot. Like, he was 5 for 5 or something. And mm-hmm. it was, I thought that would carry on, but it didn't. They just, they just kind of figured it out. And, Mm-hmm. Rondo had 9, 8, and 11. Drew Holiday only had 11 points. He shot 4 for 14. Draymond had 16, 15, and 11. KD, 26, and 13. Clay, 27. Mm-hmm. Draymond was great. Just all facets. Mm-hmm. And this is all without Steph. And games like this, it makes me wonder how people can still pick Houston to win the title, and it really makes me wonder how people can even think the Cavs can take a game off them if they get to the final. Yeah. Dude, LeBron's gonna have to, like, LeBron would have to drop, like, a hundred. Like, literally, like, LeBron would have to, like, like, you think we're, like, we're kind of exaggerating here? But, but like, like not. not really, no. Like, we're really not. Like, you would probably have to have, like, 75. Yeah, at least. Like, to win by, like... One. Like, like not like not really, but, like, at the rate that their role players are playing. Yeah. For the, like, that's how many... That's how well he would have to play, basically. Mm-hmm. To score, like, 140 points as a team and win. Yeah. Because you know the Warriors and, going for 130 every game. Oh, yeah. Because how can you pick against the team in the Warriors that has... I'm going to list out a bunch of things. Um, a player who can get any shot he wants at any time in Kevin Durant. And make him. Yeah, and make most of them. The greatest shooter of all time, Mm -hmm. Curry. The greatest catch-and-shoot shooter of all time, arguably. Well, Ray Allen. I said arguably. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Um, a physical, defensive leader who is also their best passer and glue guy. Um, every player on their big four is above average on defense, and three of them are awesome on defense, excluding Steph. Mm-hmm. 
and a great coach who knows what it takes to motivate players to win multiple titles and go through the grind again and again every season because he did it as a player. Yep. And Steve Kerr with the Bulls. Um, not to mention the Vinch guys. That team is just overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it happen to other teams. Like, I've never seen it happen to us like that. Yeah, that's just... Against them, like, we usually we kind of play them well. Yeah, but w- the playoffs, man, it's it's different. It's so different. It's crazy how fast those games turn. Yeah. And, like, the, the problem is, like, if you're winning by 10, 15 on them, it's not a problem for them. You know? They they know they can just turn it on and shoot threes lights out yeah, whenever. But if you're the one that's down 10 to 15, you know you're not coming back. Like, it's just not happening. And that's, like, the yeah. scariest thing that they have guys that can blow those games open. Like, it can be tied at halftime, and you still, like, you'd still have a feeling that your team is down. Or they might as well be. And that's just, it's like, there's no other team in the league. Even against Houston, it's just not like this. There's no other team in the history of the league. Yeah. Like this. This is just, it's unprecedented how dominant they are. And like, the biggest part of it to me against Houston, like when, like, when they inevitably have to play each other in the Western Conference Finals. And I don't think anyone's going to say that Utah or the Pelicans have any chance of upsetting either of these guys. Yeah. The scariest part for Houston is that they don't have a guy that can just get... like It's like what you said about Durant. They don't have a guy that can just get whatever shot he wants whenever he wants. Like, you would think that... They don't that, have a guy that can stop that guy either. Yeah. And it's like, who are you going to put... On Durant, like Trevor Ariza, he's not a problem. If you try to put a bigger guy on him, like Capella, he's too slow. There's just like, there is no matchup for Kevin Durant in the world right now. And then you also have to like guard all the other four guys on the floor. It's just like, it's an impossible task. In the playoffs, at least. Like, in a seven-game series, I just don't see how you do it. You might beat them once, you might beat them twice, but you're not going to beat them four times. Exactly. So, wow. And Houston has home court, and that'll help a little bit, but, it's, I mean, I think Warriors five. Yeah. I really do. The maximum this series goes is six. And that that's on, like, two really off-shooting nights for, like, both Steph and Clay. That's off like either Houston scores 140 in a game. Yeah. Or <laughs> it's like D'Antoni's just like, you have to shoot the ball like three seconds into the shot clock, and they make everything anyways. <laughs> yeah, it, that's when they put like PJ Tucker at the five and just like. <laughs> yeah. It's just like run. Go. Just run. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. That is, that is a scary thought right now. Kind of depressing. Um, but wow. This is, we're getting close though. I mean, the, there's only so long the second round is going to last. So we're getting to that point where we're finally going to see the matchup that everyone has been waiting all season to see. 
Um, and then, yeah, there's also Eastern Conference Finals. Don't forget about that. Um, <laughs> probably will be more... En- well, no, it probably won't be more entertaining, but it might be a little bit closer. If it's the- Cavs-Sixers, it'll be good. Yeah, Cavs-Sixers will be good. Uh, Toronto-Sixers could be fun. Um, Cavs-Boston would be fun. Uh, I mean... Yeah, but, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how good Brad Stevens is. If he gets to the conference finals, though, that is like, wow. He won't. I mean, he won't, but if he somehow does, that's like, wow. Okay, like, this guy is best coach in the NBA, arguably, at that point. making the finals. You think so? Yeah. You calling it right now? Yeah. All right. I still got. I, I still believe in the North. I will cling you're, to my dying dream that Toronto will make the finals. You're crazy to have any faith in the Raptors. I don't. I don't. I just. I really want them to. I still. I'll pick them, but like it's. Oh man, it is gonna be a rough road. Uh, I'm not even confident about them beating the Cavs right now. It's not promising. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Yeah, that is. Lowry's. It's like you said. Lowry's probably gonna shoot like two for fourteen in Game Six. Oh God, that LeBron is. Has, LeBron's in their head more than any other team. Oh yeah, for sure. I I love how we just refer to LeBron as a team now. <laughs> oh yeah, everyone does. So, like, yeah. LeBron have to do this. Yeah. Like, what about the other guys? <laughs> it's like no, there are no other guys. <laughs> like, there's like Tristan Thompson like today. And Dude, that's it. he was he good today. <laughs> Like, the fact... He shows up for one game every playoffs. And he showed up in Game 7 tonight. Or today. That's it. And it's not like he had some amazing game either. He had 15 and 10. Dude, that is so good for him. That is like... <laughs> he might as well have just dropped like 50 and 25. For his standards. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's... Oh, God. Um... Yeah, all right. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, second round might be kind of done by that point. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as sad as it is. It's kind of true. Yeah, well, the Western Conference it's side of it. Though, it'll, like, the game four will be that weekend. Yeah. So, okay, fine. Well, we, 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 we can yeah, hope for a game draft, five. Interesting. Yeah. No, the Eastern Conference as a whole is kind of interesting. Yeah. This is like the West is kind of like, oh, well, we're, we're just waiting for the Western Conference Finals. Oh, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> With Steph back, it doesn't matter. You guys got this. Rondo's going to shut yeah. him down, dude. <laughs> well, we are going to sign off. That is it. We will see you next weekend. Bye-bye.